Welcome to the Hondo Handy podcast. My guest today is Megan Ryan, assistant soccer coach at Roanoke College, where she attended and played soccer. She has also coached at Auburn University at Montgomery, a 2D school, a D2 school in Alabama, following her graduation. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing well. How about you, Hondo? I'm exact. I'm, I'm perfect. I am. Um, It's great having you on today, and thanks for taking some time to share your journey with me. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. But first, I wanted to give uh, our listeners some background on how I met you. Uh, Megan, you spent a summer with me as an intern at the Ocean City Recreation and Parks Department. And I said you did an excellent job for our program division. But oh, one thing I remember was the fact that you had a pas- passion for, for the game of soccer. And I'm so happy that you had the opportunity to continue to help others improve their skills in a team atmosphere. So congratulations on getting the opportunity to return to Roanoke, but this time as an assistant coach. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing, uh, what high school you attended, and maybe uh, what sports you participated in? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Clarksville, Maryland. I have two younger sisters, um, and all of us have always been involved in multiple sports our whole lives. Um, our family's really passionate about sports and competing. Everyone's very competitive in my family. Um, it's hard to get you th- through some card games sometimes with them, but I, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> yep. Um, but pretty much, I started out playing soccer when I was five. Um, my main sports were soccer. I obviously played that all the way through college. Um, I started up karate when I was in second grade. I did that nope. for about seven years. I actually have a brown belt in Tungsido. Um, right. And then I started doing track when I was in high school. And that actually went pretty well because I paired well with my soccer training. I was able to compete all while uh, making myself a little bit more fit for soccer. Right. Um, when I was younger, I also did gymnastics for a little bit. Not for very long. I was not very good at gymnastics. Not very flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any flips or anything. Um, and then I played basketball for two years. Also not great at basketball. Don't really have hand-eye coordination. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you, um, would you like to share any special memories of high school uh, sports that you uh, uh, still can remember? Yeah, so there's not really one uh, memory that I can really pinpoint, but my, I think the most important memories I've had were um, just learning from my coaches, both in a positive and negative way. Um, It's something that I think about all the time when I'm coaching whatever team it is, um, just thinking about the impact that each coach has had on me and what kind of impact that I want to make on other people. Um, I honestly did not have a fantastic experience with uh, my high school coach. And, but at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't fun during that time for that. Um, I got my confidence shattered. Um, But what I've taken from that is that I don't want to ever come across that way for any of my athletes. Um, And in a positive way, I've had so many club coaches that 
were so encouraging and so educational and insightful. Um, and they really helped me grow to be the person I am today, not just as a player, but just overall. Um, and so I pull from those memories and they've kind of created my style of coaching through little bits and pieces of what everyone else has given me. Um, so that's something that is, I would say is like a good memory for me. Thank you very much for sharing Mm -hmm. that. Well, tell me a little bit about your journey to college. Why did you attend uh, Roanoke? Uh, Because I'm sure that there were other schools that might have been interested in your talents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So pretty much I would go to college showcases uh, with my team. And I was fortunate enough to play for a Region 1 team. So there was a lot of exposure through that. Um, We didn't just play locally. We traveled up and down the East Coast to just play regular season games. Um, But then we also had the opportunity because of the caliber of our team to get accepted into um, higher level tournaments, which had more college coaches. So that's kind of the initial way I started getting seen. Um, I would send emails out to coaches, have them invite them out to my games and they would come watch me there. Um, I spent a lot of time contacting them through email, calling them, but um, one of the bigger parts of it was like attending the camps over like the ID clinics that happened throughout the year and the summer camps. Right, right. Um, so then once I kind of had a narrowed list of my options, uh, I then went on overnight visits, which it, for anyone who's considering uh, sports in college, I think that is really what makes the decision because you get to kind of live the life of a student at that school or a student athlete at that school. And it's without any pressure. Um, you get to see the things that, you know, they, they make everything look really pretty and shiny on the college tours and, right, you know, everything course. looks great, but uh, <laughs> you really get the nitty gritty of it when you get to just like live with another student athlete. Um, and so when I came to Roanoke's campus, it was just like an immediate great feeling, just even just stepping foot on campus. The campus is beautiful. Um, it's surrounded by mountains. The field is fantastic. The facilities are amazing. Um, and my coaches, who I now work for, um, they <laughs> were so great throughout the whole process. Um, they called me all the time, which is something different. Sometimes, you know, with certain um, programs, you know, there's so many people, uh, there, so many athletes have to like reach out themselves for things. And right. that was not the case with them because they they cared so much and then when I went on my overnight visit um it just felt like a family and it was like a nice community all the girls were just so welcoming and you know I could see them all being my best friends which is actually you know that actually happened you know I still talk to six seven of them every single day we have a group chat we every talk day about, every day we talk every day we do weekly zoom meetings now that we can't see oh, each wow. other um but yeah so like that's just the you know my expectation coming into Roanoke was completely fulfilled for um you know wanting that family aspect and you know mutual respect with the coaches and a high level of uh, competition you know we um ended up being able throughout my time here we went to uh conference championship um so that was that was amazing it's great memories 
Well, congratulations on reaching that conference championship. Thank you. Uh, did you play all four years at uh, Roanoke? Yes, I did. Um, you, um, what position did you play? Oh, somehow I chose to play outside midi. So apparently I just wanted to get myself into a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it sounds like you enjoyed it. I did, you know, I mean, I guess I was used to it from running track in high school, um, but no, I loved it. I loved um, my favorite thing in the world to do is cross a ball. So you could just get to kick it as hard as you can. <laughs> Not always, but anyway, yeah. So that that was I, I love playing outside midi well Roanoke is not the only place that you've had opportunity to coach you've coached club teams high school middle school level can you summarize your coaching history so far I know it's still young but so far yeah so um coaching was something that I always you know wanted to do uh it wasn't until college that I realized that like that's what I want my whole life to be um and it wasn't until I actually got to experience what it felt like to coach um so there was one day uh my coach Esteban um he's the assistant at Roanoke um he coaches a local middle school team that's like a walking distance from the college and he reached out to me and was like hey do you want to help me out I need um someone who's a female on the staff and someone who understands the game of soccer and you have a similar style of play that I, you know, do because obviously because he coaches me. Right. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so I would spend um, every weekday going to practices and games for this middle school team. And that's really what got me into it. And I was it's, you know, it was so addicting. So it's like, oh, I got to keep doing this. And so I then <laughs> helped him out the next year. And I was like, Coach, you still need my help, right? And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I was going to help you anyway. So uh, then my senior year, I had planned on going back to help him for a third year because um, I'd started my sophomore year coaching with him. But then mm -hmm. um, my head coach, Coach uh, Phil Benny, he reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you've been coaching with Esteban, but um, Glenbrook High School is looking for – a head coach and I think you should apply and so I was like oh wow okay well I don't know about that you know a lot of high school coaches that I knew were always a little bit older and at the time I was 22 right and so I was like well all right might as well so I applied for it um I ended up getting it and so I was the Glenver head coach my senior year of college um wow, that was amazing. a phenomenal experience that was so great um I learned a lot. It's I learned a lot through trial and error there because I had never had that experience. And I already only had uh, two years prior experience as like a volunteer coach. Um, but yeah, so I got to coach with my best friend, Caroline. She's a, she was a goalkeeper for Roanoke and um, we had a great time, great experience with that. Um, so then after college, I uh, decided you know that's that's what I wanted to do I wanted to get into college coaching though and so I applied to every job that came through on, <laughs> um, there's a website that you can look for coaching jobs and you know it took a while it, it had gotten to be June and I had gotten like maybe four interviews at that point out of like the oh god maybe like 50 applications uh, I filled out well you never um, gave up I mean it's a it's hard to get your foot in the door and 
I remember it was like my last day on campus after I finished my finals and I got a call from um, Coach Tafazu Ziengue at Auburn University at Montgomery. And he was like, hey, you know, I reviewed your application. Like, do you think you could do an interview with me? And I was like, oh, yes, an opportunity. <laughs> Just when I thought it was all gone. And so, because, uh, you know, the, the season starts in August. And at this point, I'm in June. And I'm yeah, like, wow, no. this isn't happening. I'm going home. I'm not going to have a job. Um, so then right. I um, went through several interviews with him um, via Skype. Because obviously, I, at the time, I was um, between Salem, Virginia, and Clarksville, Maryland. And he's down in Alabama. Right. And, um we I got the call that he was like, you know what? He's like, I'm I'm gonna take a chance on you, you know, even though like we don't have that big of like a connection is normally, you know, you the person you're hiring, you gotta work with them all the time, so you wanna know them. But right, he's like, right. Well, you know, if you if you want the job, it's yours. And so I was like, Uh yeah, yeah, I want the job. <laughs> so um I moved down to Montgomery, Alabama in August that year. Um and so I was super fortunate to be able to right out of college have an opportunity to coach because that's not something that everyone can get immediately um and we worked together so well um I learned so much from him he was a fantastic mentor um and so I spent a year there and then um when I was looking for my next job Phil Benny my head coach at Rona called me and was like well we've got an opening for um, second assistant uh, if you would like that. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love, love to come back. I love growing up so much when I went here. Of course I want to come back. It's um, always beautiful to come back. Yeah. And so it's, um, it was nice to be able to come back because, you know, there was no like big learning period that I did have to go through um, at AUM because, you know, I obviously was not familiar with the program, the girls, the school I had to learn everything about it and right. so it was such an easy transition to just come to Roanoke um because I already knew a, like so much about it since I lived that and I actually um knew two classes worth of so the juniors and the seniors I had played with so I came back wow. with their teammate now I'm their coach so that was a funny dynamic but um it it was about to say, how did really that well. go but it went well yeah, it did. You know, that's one thing I was a little bit worried about coming into it was, you know, oh, great. They're not going to see me as a coach, but they, um, you know, they, they showed me so much respect and they, you know, allowed me to coach them, which was um, I was really grateful for. And so then uh, after our season had ended, I then um, opened up there was a position at Salem High School, um, the coach prior to um that had left had been there for like 18 years and again Phil and um, Esteban they're like well you should try for it like why not and so I um, applied for it I ended up getting it but unfortunately with the pandemic um, we didn't get to follow through with our season we got one scrimmage in which we won so I guess I can say that we were undefeated (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and then other than that you know I coach um with a local club team here, VBR Star. And when I was down in Alabama, I also coached for um, Barber Elite, which um, was another club team down there. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, you got a good history already. Thank you. Um, I understand that you were an instructor at the, at the Road Oaks Women's Soccer Camp this past year, and how did that go? Um, it went well. Um, it's, you know... 
lots of uh, kind of filling the day with the campers, um, running them through different sessions. Um, and then there's also, I mean, they, they, they were, it was an overnight camp. And so okay. we had to fill it with more than just soccer because it would all be like tired by the end of the day. Right, um, right. So there was like pool time. We had um, activity time. We did um, like a movie at night before they went to bed. Um, they were all a little bit younger. Um, so it was a little bit different than some of the other camps I worked throughout the summer. Cause I also, uh, worked the Navy soccer camp and that was a little bit more, um, training based since it was older kids, but okay. yeah, I, I love working the camps. And you got to work the Navy camp this year, this past summer. Yeah. Last summer. Okay. It makes me miss working camps at the rec center. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since you're from Maryland, I, I wanted to see if you knew that Governor Hogan had signed a uh, citation uh, this past March, making March Good Sportsmanship Month in the state of Maryland. Yes, I saw that. It made me think of you. Yes, yes. Like, uh, <laughs> and see, that would have been great for March Madness. And it was, uh, but you know what happened to coronavirus. But anyway, what is your team's philosophy on, you know, good sportsmanship? So, Obviously, it's one of the, it is very important to um, our culture. So at Roanoke College, you know, there's, we never have an issue with anyone having bad sportsmanship. And I think that kind of comes from um, it being ingrained in our culture. Um, so okay. Coach Benny, he's been here, this will be his 32nd season coming up. Wow. So, yeah. So he's had, he's had some time to <laughs> create that <laughs> culture. Um, but pretty much, you know, through the recruiting process, you know, we talk about our morals and values as a team and what we expect from our players and, you know, what we don't tolerate. And so through that, um, we recruit kids that are, um, you know, th that have good sportsmanship. And so it's, you know, through that culture, um, it's something that's just kind of it happens as soon as they get here because that they understand it. They're like that anyway. Um, and yeah, and but with um, my high school teams, you know, it's kind of a little bit different because you don't get to pick who's on the team um, since they're already, you know, it's based on where they live and everything. So it's just that's something that um, I have had to work through with uh, one of my teams. Um, we had to work on their sportsmanship a little bit, but um, <laughs> through having to work on that, it really, you know, opened my eyes of how to like, you know, handle that and why it's so important. You know, especially as a coach, you know, it reflects, you know, you, one of your players might have a bad sportsmanship attitude, but that reflects you. And so right. you have to scramble to fix that. Of course, of course. Well, I understand your primary duties are on the field coaching, player development, the day-to-day -day operation, academic support, and recruiting. So uh, how would you sum up your this past season? How did it go for you? Oh, it went great. Um I, you know, I learned even more. I mean, I'm still in my second year out of college uh, going on to my third. Right. And so I'm still in the learning process and I'm just trying to absorb everything that um, I see and everything that everyone tells me, like all my mentors and stuff. And so, you know, in AUM, I got to absorb a lot through Coach Ziange. Um Here at Roanoke, I, you know, sit in the office with Coach Benny all day and I talk to Esteban all the time and they they both are so they've they've been amazing throughout um my coaching 
like uh, journey um, starting from, you know, when I was coaching the middle school team and again, right. just absorb everything that they've done. Um, had your staff had the opportunity to have your, your team involved with any youth in the community? Um, yes. So we hold a, um, in the beginning in the, in preseason, the men's and women's team come together and okay. we hold a free, uh, like day camp for the kids. Um, oh, okay. and it's mainly like little kids. And so pretty much what we do is we have all the players come out and we split them all up into different groups and we have them work with the kids on different skill sets. Um, but it's a free camp, so we get a really great show out from the community. Good. And then um, for certain home games, we'll have um, a team out to walk our girls out um, for the start of the game and the introduction. So, and they love doing that because they get to be out on the stadium field and they're, right. you know, with a college soccer player. That's big like time. Up to. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls love it too. They love being able to hold the hands with them and walk out. They love the girls. So, yeah. Mm. Um, how is your staff uh, communicating with your, your team during this coronavirus situation? Yeah, so it's um, definitely really utilizing our technology. Yes. <laughs> We've had to do it via Zoom. We'll have um, team meetings over Zoom. Um, we also, I mean, it's through... Uh, social media what I've been doing this week actually is a live question and answer on Instagram live and have our players each day kind of answer questions that people have submitted so that's another way that I've been able to see them and communicate with them um, I mean that's just so that uh, recruits when they're and during this process it's really difficult because they would have right. been doing overnights they would have been visiting the campus meeting the girls and now it's completely impossible to do that. So we've had to get creative on how to reach out to people. And so um, one of the ways is through this uh, Instagram live session each week, they, um, the players kind of get to showcase who they are, talk about the program from their viewpoint. And yeah. Um, and then with my high school team, we do Friday zoom workouts. So it's about 30 minute workout that I do with them um, just mm -hmm. to keep everyone together and active. Well, it certainly is a difficult time. It is. It's unfortunate. Yep. Coach, is there anything else you would like to add? Um, no, I mean, I really appreciate you reaching out to me and having me on here. Um, and, yeah. Well, I just thank you for taking the time to um, to speak with me and share your journey. Thank well, you. My guests today on the Honda Handy podcast have been Megan Ryan, assistant for women's coach at Roanoke College. And again, thank you, Coach, for uh, being with me today. Yep, thanks for having me. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Thank you.